Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to wish you a happy Father's Day and tell you the be the dad you wish you had. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I want to wish you a happy Father's Day weekend and encourage you to be the dad you wish you had and uh, we've gone through a four-part series. This is the fourth and final part. Uh, we talked about identifying who your dad is with the eight types of fathers. We talked about what it looks like to be a good father. Then last week, we just talked about uh, answering a lot of questions for yourself and, and figuring out, going a little bit deeper, pulling back some of the layers of the onion of what it looks like to be a good father for you. Not necessarily just being a good father. We talked about being in gratitude and not anger. And if we could be in gratitude and we could focus on the positive, that we could start uh, empowering our children the way potentially we weren't empowered. Or if you even had a great dad, how you could be even better, right? So this week, I wanted to bring it all together. And... Uh, and, and I want you to be the dad that you wished you had. And you've taken many of the steps to doing that. Now, I, I don't have the Bible of being a parent. I definitely don't have the Bible of being uh, the perfect dad. But I, I know what's worked for me and what worked for me and what has worked for me and what continues to work for me uh, on, on a partial level are the 40 lessons that I compiled of things that I do as a dad that a lot of people say, why do you think that way? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? And, and I can tell you the secrets, and there's 40 of these small, tiny, simple lessons in my book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, that you can get a free copy of. I'm just asking you to pay the shipping and handling at be the dad you wish you had .com. Um, uh, and, and go check that out. Go pick yourself up a copy if somebody in, or if, if you're a mom listening, pick it up for your, your significant other. What I want to do in today's episode, and I've, I've never really done this. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm getting out of my comfort zone for you guys. If people say, oh, the guy wrote a book. I don't consider myself a writer. I just consider myself a guy who's passionate about being a good dad and did a lot of research. Um, it took me forever to compile this book. Uh, and, and one of the things, um, as I'm flipping through the pages right now, I, I plan on reading you two chapters. When I tell you two chapters, guys, I wrote this book designed for you. I'm literally looking at lesson number seven. There's a huge picture on every page. It's a small book. And uh, chapter seven is literally about at max two paragraphs it's that simple uh i am not trying to bombard you i'm not trying to overcomplicate it i'm trying to just give you some nuggets of wisdom and you run with them whatever way you feel uh so I, i'm gonna let you know i also admin a, a, a dad's group 
on Facebook. For those, if you want, go go look up First Time Fathers as of the time of this recording, uh, because this will be hopefully replayed millions of times. Um, there's like 5,200 dads in the group, and just today, I believe, or maybe yesterday, a dad had asked, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting my kid to bed. He's four months old in this sleep routine. How do we sleep train? Um, and, and dads start giving answers and dads give great answers, right? Like, Hey, there's an evening routine. But what I would say, uh, and I talk about this in chapter eight, create a schedule. It's just not an evening routine. There's a morning routine, uh, a feeding routine, a, uh, a, just, you have to create a sense of comfort and, and, predictability in their life and then they'll start going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time and eating at the same time but you need to create that schedule otherwise they'll create it for you so lesson number eight is create a schedule and i'm just going to read it verbatim create a schedule humans crave schedules structure and predictability <laughs> create a schedule for your child so that they know exactly what is going on and stick to it my wife and i bought a book called 12 hours and 12 weeks the book promised to have your newborn sleep 12 hours through the night by the 12th week. It was a godsend to the new parents as we lack sleep and rest. The sooner you can create that schedule for your child, the sooner you will get a sense of normalcy. As children grow older, their schedules shift ever so slightly, adapt and grow in the direction you want to go. Listen to that, the direction you want to go. Remember. You are the parent. If you do not train your child, your child will train you. Which do you prefer? You may think that your life is hectic. Your life can be hectic, but the child's life does not need to be hectic. Get them on a consistent schedule of predictability. First thing in the morning, immediately change their diaper, which is chapter two, by the way, is dads change diapers. It lets them know you are taking care of that need. One of my favorite things to do when my son was an infant was to make his bottles with him. I would put the water in the formula and we would do it uh, all with him in my arms. I would tell him what I was doing every step of the way. When I would put the cap on the bottle, I would say to him, now we have to shaky, shaky, shaky. And I would shake that bottle and mix the water and formula. And he laughed hysterically and always made his bottles with me. He always had nap times on the hour for about an hour, either nine to 10 or one to two for that first year. As of right now, I have a two-year-old guys uh, and uh, his nap time, he's in the middle of it right now as I record this. He naps from one to three o'clock every single day, like clockwork. And he tries to fight. So I just want to lay on the couch. No, you're going to your crib. Um, so let me get back to the book. Feed times were always the same. In those early days, there were 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. Changing times were essentially the same. Why he was fed at the same time, he pooped and peed at the same time. Uh, and if he was wet or soiled, it was changed as soon as it's discovered. It's not like, oh, it's, it's not a full diaper yet. That, that didn't play. 
Our job is to comfort them, let them know that their needs are met, change them. It's 10 cents a diaper if you buy them right. Um, uh, I would ask you to be the parent who understands diapers are not ultra absorbent. Here we go. I, I said it, I said it in the book. Children do feel it. If it's not the moisture, the weight, it is the weight of their excretion. Not immediately changing diapers is understandable in circumstances such as trips in the car for a couple of hours, but do not be lazy when it comes to the comfort of your child. By being lazy, you make them uncomfortable and in turn, they will make your day uncomfortable too. It's not worth it. Rash on diapers, cranky babies, you don't need that. Deal with the 10 cents. Yes, we went through 10 diapers a day at the beginning. He never had to cry for food or a dirty diaper or attention because he always received all three. Dads, help create a routine for mom and stick to it. Uh, that's the entire chapter. I mean, uh, I think it probably took me two minutes with me ad-libbing in there. Uh, and that's chapter eight. And the other one I want to read, and I touched on it in the last episode, guys, is this. Um, when I first wrote this book, it was 40 lessons, but I came up with 34 of my own. I started running them by my wife and I was like, what did I miss? What did I miss? She's like, are you kidding me? She's like, you hit a lot of it, but there's some very like ones that just blow my mind that you missed. And I was like, what is it? He's like, you always talk about telling him you love him. You, you tell our son. And I wrote this when I only had one kid. Uh, you tell him every single day you love him, probably multiple times a day. So lesson number 34 is tell them I love you. There are, I can't tell you how many parents out there like, oh, well, I love my kids. I shouldn't have to tell them. That's, that's, that's unacceptable. Um, say it through your actions and your words. So lesson number 35, tell them I love you. This is how small these chapters are. Always tell your children how much you love them. They will never question that. This seems so simple that it is probably why I left it off the list to begin with. My son probably hears this from my lips 15 to 20 times a day. However, I not, I not only tell him, I show him through my actions by applying the previous 34 lessons. He not only hears it, but is reinforced with our actions as parents. One would think that a parent would not have to tell their children I love you, but saying it leaves no doubt in their minds. I've encountered too many people that say they have never heard I love you come from their parents' mouths. Do not let that be your child. Two, you may be one of those children that never heard it. Break that cycle. So very simple concepts, not always easily applied. Maybe you have your own brokenness in your own life. Um, but I encourage you to go get the previous 34 lessons, as I mentioned in that chapter, and the, the last five lessons of the chapter. Because as I say in the preface, they're all very simple concepts. But if we don't become aware of it, and hopefully you went through the previous exercise in the previous podcast, if, if you don't exercise this muscle of parenthood, it will be weak. And if your parent muscle is weak, guess what? Your children will grow up weak and dependent. And in today's society, through my observation of not having adult children yet, but I see a lot of adult children who are weak 
I'm back at home in mom and dad's house and mom and dad are saying, what did I do wrong? And uh, I, I have quite a few years to figure out if these lessons really work for me. But as I have grandparents and other adults with adult children that read the book, they go, man, I wish I had this book. You dads have the opportunity to read a very simple book. It's less than an hour read front to back, simple chapters. You'll feel like you're knocking things down like dominoes. You'll read a chapter and next thing you know, you'll be four in. Why? Because there are such simple, easy chapters and concepts to grasp. But what I would encourage you is not only buy it, not only get it, but to read it. And lastly, not only read it, but to apply these principles. I want to end on this thought. You know, just happy Father's Day. Either you're about to become a father or you're a father or you are a grandfather listening to this or you're a mom and you get to celebrate um, your significant other and, and the creation of your child or children. Um, I know for me, I got an early Father's Day gift. I built a grill, uh, got the grill. I get We get to build our own Father's Day gifts, which is a gift in itself. My boys helped me. Uh, they got tools. They screwed a few screws in. They attached some wires. Uh, they did what they had to do as it's an, a, a gas grill. And it was an experience with my boys. But 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 what it's going to be is for the next 10 years, as the, the previous grill lasted seven, uh, it's going to be a lot of laughs. It's going to be a lot of food around uh, the house. It's going to be grilling. We grill multiple times a week, every week. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be a, a, a memory maker is what our grill is going to be. This grill is probably going to be the first grill that my boys grill on for the first time. And I get to embrace all of that this Father's Day. Uh, and I look forward to having a meal off the new grill on Father's Day. But more importantly than the meal off the new grill, it's what the food represents. It's what the time represents. And it's togetherness, it's family, it's love, it's connectivity, it's community. And um, I just want to thank you for being a part of my community. Because um, uh, I say it every episode and I almost forgot to say it here. I really don't know, Jack, about what I'm doing. Um, I just am passionate and I can only hope that the things I'm doing are the right thing. They feel like the right thing to me, but again, time will tell. Um, and if they feel right to you, I encourage you to continue listening here. Uh, I continue to, to continue to empower yourself through other uh, avenues, apps, books, magazines, wherever you could gain knowledge, friends, Facebook, I don't care where it is. Just each day, try to empower yourself to be a better version of yourself as a parent. That's all we could do. And our kids will benefit from it greatly. So from me to you, once again, from my family to yours, happy Father's Day. Make it the best one you possibly can. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you wanna be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.